EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. We are back with EM board bombs. We're dropping another board bomb here. I am Iltafat Hussein. I've got Dr. Briggs with me. You ready to go? More than ready. <laughs> so, uh, the next topic that we're going to be discussing is Liz Frank fractures. Or Liz Frank. Oh my gosh, you're going to pull that on me here. Totally all pulling right. that. It's kind of like the. It's uh, bad enough that, you know, France is already in the finals, all right? So come on. <laughs> it's kind of like Cannibal or Canavel. Oh, man. Tennyson of Itis. I know. If you have not, you know, listened to the Tennyson of Itis episode, you should really tune in to the. You should also subscribe. On, yeah, you should also subscribe. Let's talk about that. Go ahead and yeah. subscribe. <laughs> drop us a review as well. But yeah, that, that was an interesting one. The Canaveral. But anyways, let's, let's go on. Let's move on. <laughs> so EMS presents with a 20-year-old male whose right foot was run over by his girlfriend when she became upset with him after she found out he was dressing up as the mascot for the Boston Red Sox and attempting <laughs> to enter children's hospitals to steal free pudding from nursing stations. You wouldn't. Uh, yeah, apparently, he was obsessed with the particular type of pudding that they had. The patient had full, you know, that full neurovascular function in the right foot and the lower extremity. No obvious deformity is present on exam after the Red Sox uniform is removed and the foot is examined. Of note, the Red Sox uniform had to be uh, cut because he could not remove it. It was too Oh, man, that's expensive. I know, right? The patient was initially able to ambulate, but now states he has severe pain and refuses weight bearing. Radiographs are taken, and there's widening of the joint space between the second metacarpal and first cuneiform bones. Which of the following is the next step indicated at this time? Is it A, CT scan of the foot, B, long leg splint and close orthopedic follow-up in one week, C, cast application and orthopedic follow-up in two to three weeks, D, immediate operative fixation. Correct answer here is going to be A, CT scan of the foot. This is one of the rare ones that, you know, we go ahead and jump to CT imaging, kind of more advanced imaging. Um, and one that you really have to be careful with and not miss in the emergency room setting. Um, so let's talk about, um, you know, pulling that trigger, pulling that decision to make that CT scan, why it's so important. Uh, take it from here, Dr. Briggs. Liz Frank or Liz Frank, whatever you want to do here. This dude, do you know what, he lived back in like the 1800s or something like that. I don't know, late 1800s. Someone's going to fact check me probably. So did you know he was a gynecologist, but he also was like a battlefield surgeon? Yeah, I knew all of that, and he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, Jock has Liz Frank did same. I'm actually just uh, looking this up while you talk. Now you're fact checking me. Yeah, what I'm what year totally did he live? Fact checking. I know this was. Uh, I believe it was 1790 to 1847. Oh, I, was, I was close. I, I said 18th, yeah. 19th century. Yeah. If I if I if I remember correctly, but but continue. <laughs> so yeah, this dude was like a jack of all trades. Just back then, I think when you did like, you know, everything. Um, so gynecology, and then you probably rush to the battlefield to take care of a guy with a Liz Frank injury. So these Liz Frank injuries are pretty nasty. Um, if you ever look up x-rays of them, I'm sure you're fact-checking that too as well. But <laughs> the big yeah, thing to keep in mind is he fought in the Napoleon, fought with Napoleon, man. Uh, one deal. of those guys. One of those, one of those guys. guys. But continue, continue. So let's, let's talk about the midfoot because that's an interesting yeah. place. So yeah. the midfoot is made up of the cuboid bone, the navicular bone, 
and three cuneiform bones. These three cuneiform bones line up with metatarsal bones as well that are more distal to them. It's not our job here to explain all this anatomy, but it's really just the relevant stuff that's going to be on the board test. So two ligaments that are important to know about here, one more important than the other. You got this intercuneiform ligament, which the name says it all, intercuneiform. It connects C1 and C2, the first cuneiform bone and the second cuneiform bone. This provides a stability to the arch of the midfoot. The most important ligament and the one that is mentioned in this question here is, what do you think it's named? Do you want to take a guess? Uh, Liz Franck? Liz Franck. We're going to bring it back. I'm totally <laughs> going to bring it back. The Liz Franck ligament. It's made up like of it. C1 connecting to M2. So the first cuneiform bone to the second metatarsal. So it's kind of like a diagonal angle a little bit. Um, this ligament is going to be the one they mentioned in the question. And so this gap between this ligament should be less than two millimeters when you're suspecting a fracture in that area. So if you have more than two millimeters, I've seen 2.5 in some areas, but I wouldn't worry about it. They're going to give you kind of a general definition. It's greater than two or something like that. You need to suspect a Liz Franck injury. So what's the mechanism of injury you think of these people? When I was in med school, I learned that it was falling from a horse with your foot caught in the stirrup. But again, we're not Napoleon in, fighting. Yeah, no, we're not, we're Napoleon not in Napoleon horse anymore. Yeah, I mean, we're not. We're not. <laughs> People don't ride horses anymore. They drive cars. Hence this right. Boston Red Sox mascot being run over by a car. So right. plantar flexion with rotation of the ankle. Anything high axial loading with foot planting. Um, you, remember, you're kind of moving this arch of the midfoot with a high degree of force in the opposite direction. That's basically what's going on. So dorsal dislocation of that midfoot. So the first thing you're going to do, of course, is get x-rays. And you really want to try to do weight-bearing x-rays if that's an option. But when you have, either way, when you have that greater than two millimeters on that AP view, you automatically need to suspect a Liz Franck and you need to get a CT. The CT is for two reasons. One, it better maps out that midfoot area. And then it also is for preoperative planning for vascularities. And then ortho will take them to the OR and most likely do ORIF. They'll put screws in and they're out in like 12 weeks. That sounds awful. Like 12 yeah. weeks of screws. Um, if there's less oh. than two millimeters, I know, right? No more Boston Red Sox for this guy. No. no. So if it's less than two millimeters, however, and there's stability noted and the patient can ambulate, you usually do a long leg cast for six weeks, close ortho follow-up. So two choices right here. Let's review it really fast. So you got greater than two millimeters and that's C1 to M2 Liz Franck ligament. On the AP x-ray, you immediately do a CT scan, and they will most likely go to the OR for ORIF. And no, and that's definitely, it's important to know and, and recognize. I think that's the biggest part of it, is you have to be able to recognize this. Um, and you have to be able to recognize what imaging modality to use. They might not necessarily ask you what ortho is going to do specifically, um, but it is important to definitely recognize that next step of, um, you know, what you need to do to one, recognize on the x-ray and then two, uh, what is that extra modality you do to make that definitive diagnosis? Absolutely. A few other things to keep in mind here. They might give you a picture on the test that could suggest this, but there are a few other views you could do as well that could predict a Liz Franck injury. If you don't see the greater than two millimeters on an x-ray, they don't say it. Another view is taking an oblique view x-ray or they describe it. And the, all the medial edges of the metatarsal should line up with the medial edges of the cuneiform bones and the cuboid bones. These should line up. And whenever you see this kind of like progression of kind of the metatarsals that slide almost laterally, like they're almost like sliding off the foot, <laughs> then that would be like suggestive of a Liz Franck yeah. injury. 
And then there's this last thing you got to keep in mind, which is called the flex sign, the flex sign. And basically it's like an avulsion fracture coming off the superior aspect of the metatarsal. So basically if you're looking at a lateral picture of the foot, it's like literally a piece of bone, like flying off the top of the foot. Um, it sounds really simple and you probably, some people would dismiss that like, Oh, it's just an avulsion fracture that automatically implies is actually pathognomonic with a Liz Franck injury. If you see that it's a Liz Franck injury. So they could show you that high yield photo of the lateral foot and say, Hey, what do you want to do with this patient? And you see that flex sign. You're like, Oh, well, he's going to go to the OR. So that's kind of the main stuff with this Liz Franck injury. So you want to synthesize our stuff for sure. Liz Franck, man, you know, I need to say Liz Franck. Why am I saying Liz Franck all of a sudden, right? So you have widening of the joint space between the second metacarpal and first cuneiform bone. That space is going to be greater than two millimeters, correct? Oh, yeah. That's the key. Remember the flex sign. It's that avulsion fracture of the M2 base, right? You're going to see that fleck of bone in that dorsal view, correct? And that's the pathognomonic for this as well. Mm -hmm. So remember, if it's, you know, that space between C1 and M2 is going to be greater than two millimeters, that's a sign of instability. A CT scan needs to be ordered. And if you don't see the option for a CT scan or ordering that, and the option is going, you know, will this patient go to the OR because they assume you did the CT scan, you should select the option that they're going to go to the OR with ORIF. Totally. You know, one last thing to mention is see option D for immediate operative fixation, which in this case, yeah, you're, that's a really good point. If there is no CT scan mentioned in the choices, you should pick, you know, ORIF. But the fact that this patient has a neurovascular intact foot, he can get a CT scan for operative planning and to actually detail the injury uh, itself. That's really important. You know, obviously at any point whatsoever, if he did not have any neurovascular function, he would immediately go to the OR. Correct. And again, uh, yeah, because it wouldn't be an emergency at that point, right? I mean, it's, Absolutely. You're, in the, you're in the ER, so it's always a bit of an emergency, but not an emergency emergency, correct? It's the urgency room. It's the urgency room. You got it. That's the phase <laughs> that we're at. It's urgency. That's, that's, welcome to American healthcare. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's supersize that while we're at it. Um, so great. Um, I think I understand Liz Franck. Um, it's nice to know that who is named after as well. Uh, some great nice history historical lesson. context. You know, Napoleon uh, wars here. Um, hence the whole, you know, caught in the ankle uh, and, and riding on a horse. So um, great, great summary here. Let's get to our next topic. Sweet. Awesome. See you next time.